you have some college under your belt, it gives you a little bit of more heads up and more leeway and going to the academy just gives you a whole different set of training and it's something that you need to initiate if you talk to a recruiter. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm your host, Todd Christensen, and on this episode of The Money Fit Show, I hear a compelling argument from Mario Pyle, Project Director at Veterans Upward Bound, about what a prospective military service member can do to maximize the financial advantages of their time in uniform. So let's do this. Oh, and you don't have to call me sir. I met Mario Pyle in the mid-2010s when he worked for the Idaho Youth Challenge Academy, an Idaho National Guard program for teens. He and I have stayed in touch as he moved next to work with the Idaho Youth Ranch and then on to Boise State University. Currently, he is the project director for Veterans Upward Bound at BSU. Uh, that is a federal program that helps veterans acquire academic and other skills required for post-secondary education and training. He served in the military since 2002 and is the uh, father of a preteen son, 11-year-old boy, who I'm sure is just as great a person as Mario is. It is my pleasure, Mario, to welcome you back to The Money Fit Show. Well, thank you, Todd. It's good to be here on The Money Show. Good. Good to have you here. Okay, so you know that uh, from your first experience uh, uh, with us that uh, we start with an opening question, and I've got a good one for you. You ready? Yes, I am. Okay, so what what would you have, and we all hear this question like, oh, if only, but what would you have done differently with your finances in your younger years? Such, like, such a good question. Um, I think to try to narrow it down to um, one thing, because there's a lot of different things I would do, um, is just my approach to money. I was scared of money. Mm-hmm early on. And it was this big, weird concept that I thought I wasn't good at. Mm -hmm. And um, I would have put all of those things aside and realized that money is just like everything else. Um, Something that needs to be nurtured and be comfortable with words like investment and not be overwhelmed by it. So I would have done small things by like, just not being afraid and watching my money and um, putting in small practical tips of counting my bills and knowing mm-hmm. how much money is going out. Something simple like that. I think I would have been able to save so much more money, put money away sooner and mm-hmm. um, allow myself to have some more financial freedom than I do now. I like that idea that it's, we do, we, we uh, when we're young, we think, oh, some people just are born money smart. Yes. It, and I'm not that person. Right. Uh, and we look around and we see successful people and we think, oh, they just must have been born that way. But uh, I certainly wasn't. And I, most of the people I've met I ha- were not. But yeah, it takes, it takes, what, 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 we're afraid of things that we don't understand or that we think we don't understand. Right. And we can just normalize it. I think that to me would be the biggest thing um, I would have done leaving my family 
mm -hmm. at 18 was learning how to normalize talking about finances and understanding that um, just because I wasn't good at algebra doesn't mean that I can't understand money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when we're not, we're not, when we struggle with a topic, you know, there's, we usually have a uh, a teacher mm -hmm. uh, growing up in school. There's, but there aren't any. There's not too many money teachers in school. Right. There are some. There are classes that most of us don't take them, uh, unfortunately. And so we're not sure who to turn to. Whether right. that uh, hopefully it's uh, we can turn to a, a parent or a, a relative or a some some sort of mentor. Right. Well, you have. Let me let, let me ask you this question. You have you have a a, a young preteen son. I've got a couple of teenagers, uh, two boys still at home, and, and they're interested in joining the military. Uh, of course, at this age, they picture themselves flying fighter jets and driving tanks. Right. But, but what are you likely to tell your son at some point about the financial and educational benefits of military life? Oh, that's a great question. These are the conversations I'm slowly having with my son, because mm -hmm. he also wants to join the military. And um He's a little enamored by movies and mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the romantic part of going to war. Right. So I'm trying to bring him back down to reality of uh, what do you really want out of, first of all, asking the question, what do you want out of your military experience? Whether it's four years or 20, what do you want out of mm -hmm. it? And I don't think many people who go into the military ever think about that. Um, so what do you want with the GI Bill? What do mm -hmm. you want with your TSP? You're going to have these things, but what do you want out of them versus them just sitting there unused or non-beneficial to you? Um, so what is it that you want out of your career? What do you want to accomplish? Um, and then once you know what you want to accomplish, understanding that these are resources and tools to help make your life better. You couldn't go into the military and just serve and not find these tools and not use these tools. But that does no one any good. So mm -hmm. being proactive and understanding what it is that you want out of it. And these are the things that I'm trying to slowly teach my son. What do you want out of joining the military? Because whether you do four or 20, you're getting out and you're going to go back into the civilian world at some point. Mm -hmm. And it would be behoove anyone to have an understanding of what it is that they're going into the civilian, civilian world with and being able to understand those tools that they have, like the TSP, um, the GI Bill, um, and learning what it means to have an emergency fund. Um, you, because you, mentioned, you can build that yeah. while you're in the military. Yeah, you, you mentioned the TSP, that's the Thrift Savings Plan. Yes. Um, what For the civilians and listening, what, what is the TSP? Um, it's like a retirement uh, retirement plan. Um, that you can invest in um, while you're in the military. It's automatic deduction. And that's simply all it is. And there's a, you know, the, the normal, we'll, we'll buy into that TSP based on how much you put in. Um, and if you take it out early, there's a penalty. Uh, mm -hmm. Something I had to do and cost me a lot to, mm -hmm. to do that. And um, something that I wrestle with was, needed, but understanding that there's those consequences mm -hmm. if you touch it too soon. So it has all those same ramifications, and um, but also has all the same benefits if you can really use it to your benefit. It, would it be fair to, to um, categorize it or, or um, call it basically the, the military version of a 401k or an individual retirement account? Yes, sir. 
And there, you don't have to call me, sir. <laughs> Good, Mario. Sorry, I, I get into that mindset. <laughs> We're talking military life here. It takes you back. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's changed a little just in the last few years that uh, yes. uh, there's, there's options. In, in, and um, you, it's not just done for you um, automatically. In, in, uh, you, you need to understand going in Correct. what you want your TSP to be like. Yes. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this. Now, since we're kind of talking about back in back in the military, do you recall any financial education or counseling opportunities from your time in the service? Uh, and you're, no. you're still in the service, right? Yes, I'm still in the Air, Idaho Air National Guard. Yeah. Um, during my basic training days, I don't remember getting any um, education. I was told about the GI Bill, um, and loosely, it was one of my goals, although I was joining the mil military so that I didn't have to go to college. <laughs> right. Um, and I didn't realize that I was already in my, during basic training in tech school, um, I was already paying into um, my GI Bill, which mm. um, I'm glad I did, but I didn't realize. And those are the things that I would educate somebody to, to figure out. Um, I, I, I hope there's more financial education early on for um, military members, um, yeah. not to stereotype, but many military members come from uh, poor neighborhoods and families that may not be talking about finances. So I think it's some a point of an intentionality that I think the military should take. And I, and I, I believe that there is, uh, I've, I've seen it happening quite often during like an orientation, pretty intensive orientation week or, uh, mm -hmm. When, when they already feel like they're drinking from a fire hose and, and uh, may not be the, the best time to, to do it. But, um, and that's, that, sounds about, that sounds about right, that uh, even if there is, it, it's there, it's just hard to understand or, that, or know that it's there or yes. hear that it's there. Yes. And, uh, good. Well, and, and just, just so that uh, the listeners know, there, there are um, personal finance counselors, uh, at many installations that are available for not just active Correct. duty, but guard and reserve and, and veterans. Yes. And those um, I think should be semi-regularly advertised so that military mm -hmm. members know that they exist. And I use the, the help. I can't remember his name, but the help of an academic or not, sorry, not academic, uh, economic um, advisor um, at Gowan. So I know yeah. they exist and it was very helpful. Yeah. Here in Boise. Yeah. They, and so, uh, here, here's our advertisement. Uh, if you're in the, in the military or have been in the military, see your local PFC. Yeah. There yes. you go. Family, usually at the family readiness center or, um, uh, connected somewhere there. Yes, absolutely. I, I highly encourage, um, even, even if you have your stuff together, it doesn't hurt to have someone else bounce yeah. another few ideas. Absolutely. that could give some good perspective. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk specifically about the veteran population um, that you work with at Veterans Upward Bound. You help them prepare for college or other post-secondary enrollment training yes. certification programs. I suppose this question could apply though to any traditional or non-traditional college bound learner with the rising demand for trade workers and the rising cost of college education. What do you tell a veteran who wonders if college education is financially worth the cost anymore? That's, um, that, that's something that I get that question 
often from veterans um, or veteran family members of veterans. Um, and there's a, I would say, I don't know, don't want to blame media, but there seems to be a misperception that um, in the media that getting an education is not as valued as it used to be. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, wrong. This is the thinking long-term, long-term gain, uh, still a person with a bachelor's degree or a specific um, certification makes almost almost a million dollars more than someone who doesn't have a, a, a post-secondary education. Over their lifetime, right? Over their lifetime. Oh, and that's I, pretty I, was, I, was, I was hoping that wasn't a year, otherwise I'd be way behind somehow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those things like that, that getting an education gives you opportunities and yeah. options that you would not have otherwise. And so I try to encourage people to look at it the long-term game. And that's why having the GI Bill can help offset those costs of how much education is rising. Um, and then you have the addition of ask for scholarships and um, other things like that help bridge the gap so that education is not um, so expensive. And I, I tell people to be real about their situation. And if going to a two-year uh, community college help stretch that GI Bill, do that. I think that's wise. Um, and taking online courses, I think all of that is wise when you're looking at the long-term gain and getting an, uh, a degree um, from a post-secondary education uh, institute. Mm -hmm. that's, that's good. I mean, I, I think uh, having been on the hiring end uh, myself, uh, most people hiring are looking for a degree from um, an accredited college that little less concerned about where it's coming from or where you did your first two years. It, it doesn't always really matter. Right. So it uh, doesn't matter at all, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it, well, uh, other than financially, right, which is exactly. what you're saying. And and uh, I, I think that's a it's a really smart financial idea uh, uh, move that, that many can take. And that's something I think I would have stuck with before I joined the military. I was at a community college and I wish I would have stuck that out because um, it could have offered me the option of being an officer. And I mm -hmm. encourage all young people to take a really serious look at being an officer. It's not what many people think. Um, I would tell any young person who has an inkling of thinking about the military, investigate about being an officer. It's worth it. Well, how do you, how do you, do you, how do you go about doing that for those of us uh, civilians that, that have not I mean, we've heard about it. Do, do you apply to be an officer? Do you have to do some education ahead of time? So I don't know all the details because things have changed, but I do know that um, if you have some college under your belt, it gives you a much more, um, when you do apply for it, um, gives you a little bit of more head, heads up and more leeway mm -hmm. um, and going to the academy. It just gives you a whole different set of training. And it's something that you need to initiate if you talk to a recruiter. Um, and that uh, recruiter it, would be able to tell you uh, more yes, specific on that. Yes. And that's a thing that you have to be very clear with the recruiter. Um, and if you're not getting your answers, um, you can certainly call the academy itself. I mean, th this is something that you have to be a little bit proactive about mm -hmm. um, because the military needs enlisted people, mm -hmm. but you want the, what's best for yourself. Right. <laughs> so, right. There's, there's that, uh, that's that natural just conflict that, that, uh, 
they want, they need uh, boots on the ground and, and uh, fill out the enlisted ranks. Right. And there's a lot of jobs. And I only mentioned this in the context of this conversation, uh, because officers, there's a lot of, you don't just fly planes. There's mm-hmm. officers in many different career fields in different um, environments, and it's not just flying planes. So, I mean, I know that has the tendency, at least in the Air Force, that if you're an officer, you fly a plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not always the case. Right. And and I would imagine that there's, uh, to look at the other end, that there's also a lot of great opportunities as uh, if you're enlisted to learn skills that you can then take into civilian life. Exactly. And that goes back to me saying, know what you want out of the military um, when you sign up. Don't just sign up for any job. Sign up for a job that might interest you and something that you think you could potentially carry with you when you leave. Great. Now, I think that's probably the the, the best uh, practical step uh, piece of advice I think I'm going to take from this this uh, episode today. Mario, where can our listeners, um, how can they connect with you online or with uh, Veterans Upward Bound generally? So they can give, um, they can go to the Boise State, Boise State website, which is boisestate.edu and type in, in the search bar, Veterans Upward Bound. Um, and they can either or um, give me uh, an email shout, um, which is Mario Pyle, M-A-R-I-O-P-I-L-E at boisestate.edu, or they can give me a call at 208-426-3630. Are most upward bound programs connected to universities? Um, some are com- connected to universities, some are connected to community colleges. Um, and so we actually operate and work with CSI, CWI, and TVCC here um, at uh, Veterans Upward Bound. Although we're here housed at Boise State, we also help veterans at those um, schools as well. Good, good. So uh, listeners outside of the Idaho area can can look up an, um, Veterans Upward Bound near them and uh, often find it at a university or college. If not, um, Google has an answer or uh, get in touch with here with, with Mario. Yes, and I can point them in the right direction. Excellent. Hey, Mario, thank you for, for being with us today. Appreciate you having you here. Thank you, Tyler. This has been great. Good. Hey, for our listeners, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you and uh, hope that you'll check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. Until the next time, please stay money fit and stay well. I'm, 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 I'm,